beautiful month also, the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Kubarak month of Muharram. This is the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that in a year there are four extra special months. Special months of the year, special virtues of these months, that one is Muharram, the other is Rajab, the other is Dhul-Qa'da and Dhul. Ijja. So now we're finding ourselves in the month of Muharram. So anyway, we find when a new year comes as far as the secular world is called concerned, as far as people who don't have deen, when the new year comes for them, January comes, the first day of January comes, everyone pledges a resolution that for this year, this is what I'm going to do, and for this year, this is what I'm going to refrain from. So they've got this system of pledging resolutions. We don't have a system that we wait for new year to make a resolution. Every Every day, every opportunity we get, we pledge a resolution, we make a firm commitment with Allah Ta'ala, that Allah, I want to obey you. Every time a person slips, he makes niyat in his heart, that Allah, I want to obey There's a nice example that is given of a, of a mother that's holding the hand of the child. And as she's progressing, it's raining, the mud, there's mud on the floor, there's puddles of mud, especially in the less privileged areas, you find that they don't have tarred floors, they don't have concrete floors, or paved floors. A lot of times, it's just sand floors. So there's mud that's there. And now, the child, while holding the hand of the mother, at times just leaves the hand. And now the child slips. When a child slips like this, the mother quickly runs, picks up the child, dusts the child. Are you okay? Tries and hugs the child, makes the child feel comfortable because the child had fallen down. And the extra love of the mother is demonstrated in that moment when, when the child slips. And then you get the same mother walking with the child. But now the child is running and stamping into the puddles, finding the puddles and jumping inside, and now the child falls. Then you'll find that the mother will pick up the child and she'll give the child one shot. They dare you running deliberately, you're going and you're jumping into the puddles. The clothes, the new clothes I put on for you, you're messing those clothes up. Now if you change the clothes, you're messing yourself. Now that extra love of the mother is not demonstrated by sorry, how you see me, what happened, are you okay? Now the mother is prepared to give the child one shot. Ulama give that example for us. That sometimes in life we slip. Sometimes in the year that is going to come by, there will be mistakes, a person will slip. But when he slips and he doesn't deliberately slip, he didn't plan to slip. He didn't make intention that I want to slip. By mistake, he slips. Then you'll find that person will get the extra attention of Allah Ta'ala. It was a mistake. He turns back to Allah Ta'ala. The extra love of Allah Ta'ala comes into George. Allah is willing to forgive this person. But you get on the other side of the pen. Man that is planning to commit guna. A man is planning to do the wrong thing. A man is planning to go to the wrong places. At that time when a person now goes into guna, instead of the love of Allah Ta'ala coming to George, the anger of Allah Allah Ta'ala wants to punish the person because he planned, he prepared, and he deliberately went into guna. So this is a condition of a believer. He doesn't deliberately go into sin. He slips, he makes a mistake, and he has a recommitment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You find in one ayat of Allah Ta'ala, one ayat of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala mentioned to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْدِيلًا Allah Ta'ala is exalting Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and to cut off himself, cut off himself from society, cut off himself from people so that he can get, get more direct, more closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And this is something also that is necessary for us, that in this year to come, in this new year that we have, a lot of time there will be temptations to go, to mix with people, to go out, to go to different places, to go to different resorts, to go for different types of entertainment. 
but time we have to cut off ourselves for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this will help a person to look this. Anyway, this was just a side point. When this new year comes now, what thing that we have to continuously do? Ours is not dependent on the coming of a new year, whether it's Islamic year, whether it's January. Our commitment to Allah Ta'ala is at every moment. And one thing that we have to recommit and recheck is our niyat. That what is my niyat? Such a simple thing, it may sound simple, but yet it's something that is very, very big. To such an extent that Imam Bayhaqi has mentioned that this is one third of a person's deen. One third of the person's deen, one third of the knowledge of deen has to do with the person's niyat. Why? Why? Referring to this hadith. Why? You find that when it comes to our daily lives, there are three aspects. One is our physical aspect, one is our physical actions that we got to do with the body, external side of the body. Then you got to do the actions that are permeating from the pole of a person, from the speech of a person, that is number two. And number three is from what is within the person's heart. That nobody can see, but Allah Ta'ala is fully aware of what is coming from a person's heart. So therefore, one third, in fact, Imam Abu Dawud, that from 500,000 hadith, he gathered his kitab, Abu Dawud Shari, with approximately 4,000 hadith, approximately 3,800. But ulama explained that from there, he mentioned there are four hadith that sufficient for a person's need. Four hadith that are sufficient for a person's deen. And these four hadith, one of them is this hadith in Namal Amal bin Niyad, that actions are only judged by intentions. Intention may be very, very, very big. And the outward action may demonstrate that this is a very big action. But if that action is not done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is void of that return that Allah ta'ala has got in store for that action. Just to explain, just to understand, in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a very big sacrifice that was taking place. The people of Makkah al-Mukarramah had to make hijrat from Makkah, they had to go to Madinah Sharif. Now we may think that making hijrat, leaving Makkah, going to Madinah, what's the big deal? But understand, they were not only leaving the home. They were not only leaving their possessions, they were leaving that place that they were attached to, their forefathers were attached to, they were leaving Baytullah. Baytullah, the Kaaba Sharif, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was something that was ingrained in them. It was almost as though you could say that they were breastfed with the love of the Kaaba Sharif. It wasn't something small. When Hajj time came now, everyone had the desire, how nice if I could go to Makkah and Mukarramah. And up till now, everyone has the desire that how nice I can go to Baytullah. It's a desire that we all have. May Allah Ta'ala realize that desire we have and make it such that when we do go there, we're able to fulfill the right of that place. Anyway, it's a love that we have. Our love is ministry is small compared to what love the Muhajireen had, what the people of Makkah al-Mukarramah had, the Muslims of Makkah al-Mukarramah had for Kaaba Sharif. How was this minuscule? Can you imagine what love they had? So they were leaving that place and going to Madinah to Munawwara. On that occasion, there was one Sahabi, famously known as Muhajir Muqais. This Sahabi had proposed to a woman that was in Madinah to Munawwara. Now here again, the beauty of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is well, we learn so many things from there. One is the action of nikah, is the action of sawab. It's a ibadah, nikah is an ibadah. But yet, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on that occasion, 
first understand what had happened. He proposed to a woman in Medina to Munawwara. She made one condition that I will marry you so long as you migrate from Makkah al-Mukarramah and you come to Medina to Munawwara. In other words, you come to stay in my hometown, hometown, then I will marry you. So he migrated to marry this woman. Other Sahaba were migrating solely for the sake of migration, of leaving Makkah al-Mukarramah and going to Medina to Munawwara. On that occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was no guna, there was no sin on his part. But on that occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالْنِيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّمْ رِئِمَّا نَوَى فَبَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ لِدُنْيَا يُسِيبُهَا أَوْ إِمْرَأَةٍ يَنْفُحُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِ And if a person is making hijrat for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, then his reward will be according to his niyat. Reward is according to the niyat of the person. And then Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is explaining that a person makes hijrat for some worldly reason or to marry some woman, then that will be his reward. Accordingly, he gets rewarded. That will be his return. What he makes niyat in his heart. Can we see what the serious thing niyat is? A massive action like leaving Makkah al-Mukarramah, moving to Madinah al-Munawara. A massive action like that is dependent on the niyat. Can you imagine our day-to-day activities? What's relationship it has on this heart of ours. So therefore near intention is something that continuously we have to check. The pious people has it more in Rahmatullah on one occasion one person, he told one person that there is a dini gathering that is taking place. So after namaz, so we'll go and to that program. So this person would normally, he was a khadim, this person would normally take. So this khadim told me this incident himself. He said, so after namaz, I went and dropped him off. He told me after 15 minutes or 30 minutes or so, we'll leave. So I thought I'll drop him off, he can prepare, and then I'll come back home to his house and fetch him. But when I reached, I dropped him, I went to my house, which wasn't too far away. When I went to my house, Hazrat had phoned me up and told me, we won't go for this program. I said, okay, maybe some matter had come up, something had come up, so he changed his mind. He says, after about 10 minutes or so, he phoned me again. He said, okay, now we'll go. I found it a little bit strange, but I said, let's go. I went and picked him up. When I went and picked him up to go for this program, he tells me, he explains to me, he said, you see, when we are leaving the masjid, I checked my heart to see what intention I'm going. And at that point, I realized that my intention was clear, so I said, okay, we'll go. When I went home, I checked my heart again to see what my intention was, and I realized my heart wasn't very clear. So that's when I told him we won't go. And after some time again, I checked my heart and I found that my heart was clear. That's when I told you, now we'll go. You see these pious people, how frequently they would check their heart to see what's in the heart. Is there any chore in the heart or any cook in the heart that is making me do an action that is not done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this intention is such a thing, it's like a booster. Booster, like how you get in a, in a spacecraft, you get a booster that launches it. It causes an action to be launched into acceptance by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And without that ikhlaq, without that sincerity, it can be a very big action. It can look very big in the eyes of people. Very shortly it will have a short life. Very shortly it will die down. So if you want actions to remain, the trick or this, the recipe is to bring class, to bring sincerity into our actions. There was a great alim in India by the name of Mulana Ismail Shaheed Sahib. He was a good orator, very good speaker, very fluent. On one occasion he was invited to give a talk in the Jami Masjid in Delhi. 
So we see in Delhi, most people that may have gone, that the Jami Masjid in Delhi is a massive masjid, huge, massive courtyard, etc. So he was invited to give a talk, and he gave a very long talk, for a few hours he spoke. And he spoke with vigor, crowd was big, crowd. people were listening and he spoke with vigor and he spoke with, you know, with enthusiasm. And when he was leaving, now the talk was finished, it was over, he was leaving, there was a villager that was coming up the stairs. When that villager met him there by the door, by the gate, he asked him or told him that I came to listen for the talk, the talk over. So he said, yes, the talk is over. So he was very disappointed. He came from far. He came from an outlying village. He came to listen to the talk. The villager came to listen. Imagine, now this was a few hours talk. It was given. It was finished. He missed the talk. In other words, he got his timing wrong. So Mulani Ismail Shahid Sahib, he told him, listen, don't worry. Sit down here. On the stairs of the masjid. On the stairs, he told him, sit down. No problem. By then, most people were gone also. So it wasn't busy. Sit down there. And for the same amount of time, approximately, what? Two to three hours he spoke to this person. Spoke to him one on one with the same enthusiasm, with the same vigor, with the same spirit that he spoke to thousands of people, he spoke to one person. So someone came to ask him, does it look so strange that with the same spirit, same vigor, same enthusiasm, you're speaking to a big crowd, yeah, you're speaking to one person like that. So his answer, look at his answer. He said, the first time when I spoke in front of thousands of people, I spoke for the sake of Allah. And now when I'm speaking to one person, I'm speaking for the sake of Allah. Why should I change my demeanor? Why should I change my style? My speaking is for the sake of Allah. So therefore, I'm speaking in the same manner that I spoke to thousands of people. And that is what you call sincerity. It doesn't matter what crowd is sitting in front of you. How educated that crowd is. How influential that crowd is. What crowd that is. That doesn't matter. What's in my heart matters. On one occasion, he invited his Ustad, Mahmoud al Hassan, famously known as Sheikh al Hind, he invited him. At that time, Mahmoud was young, and he was based in Sanhur, so he was a young Ali also. And he wanted, in that area where he was living in, there were many of these so-called professional people, educated class people. And in that time in India, there was a bit of a rift because of the English coming there, that colonialism had taken place. So people were getting influenced with English. They were getting influenced with secular studies. And they felt that there was no need for ulama. Ulama was simple, Simon people. They didn't know much. Their education levels were not good enough. So they were getting influenced by the English education, the English style, the English language, etc. So Malala Ashwari Tanvi thought of an idea. He said, I'll invite my Ustad, Sheikh Hind Rahmatullahi, to come and speak here. And I'll invite this educational class, this professional class, these type of people who are being affected by this professionalism. I'll call them to come and listen to him. And his knowledge is very high. So he will speak to them of a higher level. Then they'll appreciate that these ulama that are qualifying here in Deoban, they're not ordinary simple Simon people. Their knowledge is very at a very high level. So at least these people will appreciate. So the near was a very great need. It was a very high need. And very genuine he called. So his Ustad had come there, accepted his invitation and came. And while giving his talk, he started speaking about certain intricate, finer details. In other words, speaking about higher level things, people could appreciate. 
Now remember, Mona Tani Rakhtarel, he called his Ustad, but he can't explain to his Ustad what his niyat was. He had this in his mind. But when Hazrat Sheikh Ulhim Rakhtarelale was speaking there, and he started speaking to this, he just told him that this is an educated class. So when he started speaking about these intricate, fine, finer points, he stopped. He stopped. Middle, middle of the talk, he stopped. He excused himself, Mark, I apologize, I can't continue any further with this talk. He sat down. Now can you imagine, here you are called to talk to the educated class, you're supposed to impress them with your knowledge, you're supposed to speak about finer, intricate details, and now halfway through, I'm sorry, I cannot speak any further, he sat down. It's almost as though a disastrous consequence had occurred. So when Hazrat Shaykh Ulhil was asked, why, said, why did you do this, why did you stop halfway through the talk and say that you cannot speak any longer? So on this occasion, he tells Hazrat Shaykh Ulhil he was a student, he tells him, he said, whilst I was speaking, I realized that I'm speaking to impress the audience. And I'm not speaking for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Therefore, I stop mid-talk. There's no benefit in trying to impress people. I should be impressing Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Therefore, I excuse myself and I didn't speak any further. See these pious people, how careful they were of doing things for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Anyway, to terminate this talk on ikhlas and sincerity, checking our intention, I'll give one practical example. A son of a person that had passed away, the son mentioned this incident to me. And he tells me that my father, late father, Barhom, he had a quality in him. That whenever he did any charitable work, any good work, he didn't want anybody to know about it. So the town that we lived in, is any type of charitable work, nobody knew that my father had done it. He was a very generous person. Allah blessed him with wealth, and he would be very generous, but nobody must know that he had it was coming from him. So we had an instance in our town that we lived in that, 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 that the Imam Sahib had bumped into one Musalli's car. And now the Musalli was claiming 30,000 and damages. The Imam Sahib felt that the damage is only about 10,000. So in our masjid, it became a bit of a talk. In the community now it became a talk. That there is a disagreement between the Imam Sahib and the Musalli. Musalli is claiming 30,000. Imam Sahib is saying it only worth 10,000, the damages. So now it became a bit of a scene. Now to quell this whole scene, it's a very uncomfortable scene. When the Musalli is against the Imam, it becomes a talk. To quell the scene, my father put 30,000 there in the envelope and he sent it quietly with someone to the Imam Sahib and told the Imam Sahib the Musalli is now paying this money. Or rather, he, told, sorry, he sent it to the Musalli and he told the Musalli that the Imam Sahib is paying this money. So now the damages are paid. So the Imam Sahib also, this Musalli came and met him, told him everything is marked. Imam Sahib didn't know what happened also. He was surprised. This person made everything marked. And the Musalli is thinking that the Imam Sahib paid him. He said, right up till this day, my father has passed away also. Right up till this day also, that the Imam Sahib doesn't know who paid it. And the Musalli also doesn't know who gave him the money. He thinks that the Imam Sahib gave him. He did it for the sake of Allah. When we distribute hampers, that hampers from our wholesale, that also mustn't come in the practice of the wholesale. The public mustn't know where these hampers are coming from. It's coming for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, I'm just mentioning this. Well, this is what you call ikhlas, sincerity. Now my father has passed away. 
But the amount of Esau's sawab, charitable work the children are doing for the father, it's unbelievable. To such an extent that they're building one masjid a month for the father. Not one masjid a year, one masjid a month in the poorer areas, in the African countries, etc. But this is our target. Our father has passed away, but one masjid a month we're building Esau's sawab. And like that, oh, donating to madrasas, masajid, helping the poor, it's continuously in the near is all for the men that has passed away. What was the recipe? What was the chick? When he was alive, life, he did everything for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. When he has gone, his charitable works are continuing and he's gone exponential because of the sincerity that the man had. May Allah Ta'ala give us all the coffee to bring this quality of sincerity in our life. It will allow our actions to continue even after our death. Otherwise, we can do the whole world. We can do work up to mount, the size of mountains. But if not done for the sake of Allah, very soon it will fail and it will die. Allah Ta'ala give us all the coffee for making amal. صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه الذين انخلاصة العرب العربة وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء فيا معشر الإخوان وحيد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعن واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملات الحسنات وعليكم للسنة فإن السنة تهدي للإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدب وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغواب وعليكم للسنة فإن صدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم من إحسان فإن الله يحن المحسنين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن النفس لنا تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله واجبوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين واحفظوا وقتكم فإن الوقت أنفس من الذهب والفضة وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس يتحسر أهل الجنة إلا على ساعة مرت بهم ولم يذكروا الله تعالى فيها واستغفروا ربكم يمددكم يموال وبنين ودعوا ربكم فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين وقال تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستجبون العبادة سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات الذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائل المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى في القران المجيد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما معنى الاحاديث المختلفه ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه واشدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حياء الاسمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه فاطمه سيده النساء الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضوان الله تعالى عليهم اجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة مظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون قد قال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون اقيم الصلاه Stand shoulder to shoulder, pulling the majid from the front, and ensure that all cell phones are switched off. Allah. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين اذا السماء فطرت واذا الكواكب تثرت واذا البحار فجرت واذا القبور بعثرت علمت نفس ما قدمت وأخرت يا أيها الإنسان ما غرك بربك الكريم الذي خلقك فسواك فعدلك في أي صورة ما شاء ركبك كلا بل تكذبون بالدين وإن عليكم لحافظين كراما 
مكاتبين يعلمون ما تفعلون الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الأبرار لفي نعيم وإن الفجار لفي جحيم يصلونها يوم الدين وما هم عنها بغائبين وما أدراك ما يوم الدين ثم ما أدراك ما يوم الدين يوم لا تملك نفس لنفس شيئا والأمر يومئذ لله الله أكبر سمع الله من حميدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم السلام السلام تبارك ربنا وتعالى في هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم نعنا ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما عطيت ولا معرف لما منعت ولا يلفع ذا الجد منك الجد سمعنا وطعنا وفرانك ربنا وليك المصير رحمتك يا أرحمتك